Hi everyone and welcome to the Geeky Life podcast. Um, today is going to be a wonderful day. Since I'm on my way to Seed Hub for a developers meetup, um, it's actually going to be a very um, chill meetup because I'm anticipating a lot of things. There are a lot of discussions, a lot of people to meet. And yeah, the developers meetup is hosted by Seed Hub. Seed Hub is a tech and innovation hub that help um, startups to launch their ideas into the market. They also equip uh, startups to have the skills necessary to keep a product and grow a startup. So yeah, off I go to the meeting. See you when I'm back. I'm also going to give you the gist. So there are a lot of gist. So let's go to the gist right now. information you can't know the definition of something more than i don't know if you understand i understand you can know the whole subject but if it's the definition a computer is defined as an electronic machine that processes data and gives out information that's the definition yes now if we are we have both have we both have access to that same information there's no how you can know it's more than i don't know if you understand it is Finite. Let me get one. Let me try and explain generally what I'm saying when it okay. comes to we don't need to go to school again because that's where we're coming from. Yeah. Um, having the computer in your head. Okay. I'm saying that there could be you now that knows everything about basketball. You know all the moves, all the rules, all the players and their strategies and everything. But you can't just hop on the field and say you will play as good as that no matter what. You need to train your physical body. You need to develop muscle memory, which that um, brain-computer uh, integration wouldn't bring. You need to have that physical training. Even when you talked about dissecting a frog, just because I know exactly how I'm to dissect the frog doesn't mean I don't have shaky hands that I need to straighten up to dissect the frog. So that's what I'm talking about. Schools will still be needed just for something else. So at the end of the day, like human intervention, like still dead. So end because body, while your brain is trained, your body yeah, needs training. Okay. Now let, let, let's also look at robotics. Now there, there, there is the development of exoskeletons. Mm-hmm. Now if that exoskeleton is connected to the, but do we really want to go that far? Why not? I mean, it's not healthy. Why I mean, not? If you have exoskeletons are going to make super soldiers. You're talking about the ethical side. Then. No, people, but let's forget about people that play football. They're never going to have injuries. They play 100% like they're aliens. Every shot is a goal. Every SMD keeper to has an exoskeleton and he catches every shot too. Okay, but what does it do to your physical body? It's, it's, it leaves it flaccid if you think about it. it and then if you have a computer in your brain processing things, I feel that it will be good enough to tell you that you actually need some sunshine and jogging. Yeah, but if you jog, the exoskeleton, you don't just. When I say exoskeleton, it's not just you sit down in a chair and then control, not like those megas, etc. Okay, so this one is like, have you seen this movie, uh, Elysium? Yeah, okay. Where they wore something like that. Yeah. They normally wear some like metal, uh, and even Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so you wear those exoskeletons and everything. So, of course, is the exoskeleton is enhancing your physical abilities and even your strength. So, you are going to run faster, you are going to jump higher, you are going to carry things that your physical body cannot even carry. And if we now program it that, okay, it's going to be using every aspect of AI, that means I can, the AI can collect uh, data on different type of dribbles. Even before you start your dribble, I know where to intercept you at. I don't know if you understand. Yeah, like FIFA now. FIFA now. Just play FIFA with computer, you can master how the AI plays. Mm-hmm. That you know that when this guy is about to turn, this one I need to press box, both my ex to collect the ball from him. I don't know if you understand. So you can, if the exoskeleton and the AI and everything learns that, you can even just look at the frog. 
Mm-hmm. So why do you need to go to school? That task is too mundane for an exoskeleton. It's too mundane. Exactly, for, for an exoskeleton. Okay, think of cooking now. So you'd wear an exoskeleton to cook breakfast, lunch, then dinner. And then the price implications are coming down. As in, if, if you don't want to get a robot yeah. to do that for you, yeah. you should get an exoskeleton. Yeah, everybody, I can be a, 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 a chef or, or, or whatever they call it. Like, I can cook a five star meal. Yeah, okay. The cutting, the precision, everything is done by the argument, the fillet, the fish, everything is done by the exoskeleton. So, all I just need to do is just wait. That's if I want to do it myself, I want to watch the whole process. If I don't want to wait, I just get a robot that will do everything for me. I don't know if you understand. So, with that, there will be no need for us to actually go to school. Because information would be given at us at a higher rate. Because school actually even slows the information that you receive. Because you will see that there are a lot of things that you learn in school that was not the modern day rules But imagine where there is no primary one, primary two, primary one to PhD level is just given to you one. It's just for you to just enter into that location where the data is stored. Scary. I actually like <laughs> the idea of it because, like you said, school has its way, but. I feel like there will still be yeah. something surrounding it. Even now, children still need to be less Even now, even now, if, if you look at it, even now, like they are trying to reduce the number of, would I say, years we need to spend in the school. Yeah. Before some PhD, you take five years. Now three. I said maybe you want to just choose the money and then get your permanent residence. <laughs> you will do the five yeah. masters that were like two years. You are getting one year, one year six months, one year three months. We've all had postgraduate uh, postgraduate programs, which are also similar to masters that can be done in nine months. I don't even understand. So, like, education is kind of like shrinking because the data is increasing. Yeah, because yeah, before we didn't have phones to go online and learn some things that were usually taught in school. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. So, I think as we continue to go, as we continue to go, like further in research, in development of AI and applications of AI, I think we'll get to a point where a lot of things that we see that makes us human would be uh, what you call it, replaced by computers. But that's not the point. That, like, that was not the initial design. I don't know. Yeah, easy. If an AI comes okay. down, there are a lot of things that you want to do. That yes. was the design. But, 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 but like the, the design was to make like boring tasks easy. But at some point, even every task boring. Or what? At some and point. What kind of is cooking boring? Mm-hmm. Ask people that. Because people don't like. For me, I don't like. Yeah, it's cooking. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not. So wouldn't you like a robot that can cook? No. Why not? I want the love hand. The love hand. Yes. I think at the end, it's all about still leaving the choice of choice. Okay, chill. A robot is cooking for you. Mm-hmm. Compared it to a, a robot and a woman that has jello fries hand, cook for you. The robot already knows that at so, a certain point, this is the amount of uh, what's it called um, salt that should be in this food. This is the amount of sorry, amount of um, pepper that should be in this food. So I feel every day it's like the same thing, like with the same test. So like there's no, no just task it's not that change ingredients. Hmm? Just tell me. Exactly. Exactly. There are sometimes you go to a booker and you see that okay, this woman her beans is really nice, and then tomorrow maybe she's having a bad day, and then you think for you as well. You understand? Yeah, we, we, we like change in some things. There are some things that we don't like change. It's, it's, okay, look at people that uh, take coke. So if they give you maybe an apple flavored coke, you might not want. Like, why can't I just get my coke original taste? There are people that want coke, no sugar. I don't know if you understand, but they, they keep wanting that same exact thing. There are some things that you don't actually change. Like, that's why you say, ah, the way my mother cooks this thing is better than how they cook it everywhere else. I don't know if you understand. <laughs> 
Yeah, and they will not want the normal code. Yeah, but they, in the presence of variety, um, of differences, it doesn't also mean that they cannot be, uh, what do you call it, it cannot be repeated. I don't know if you understand. The fact that we want different things doesn't mean that we cannot want that one thing that we want different from another person over a thousand number of times or whatever. I don't know if you understand. <laughs> I don't know the example of how, <laughs> how the way there are people that boil their yam and leave the water inside. There are people that boil their yam and drink the water. Drink the water. Yeah. I don't know if you understand. Two different things. Would you say, okay, this person is tired of pouring the water out, that person keeps the water to the... The truth is, at the end, the way I see it, when you're talking AI and cooking, the way I see it is that you have the freedom to do variety of things. Today you can say, I want it to be like this. The same rice today you can say, I want Ghana jello, tomorrow you want Nigerian jello. Next tomorrow you want Nigerian jello with less salt. The day after that you want Nigerian jello with perinic wrinkles. It's all about how you program it. But so I have to go and program it when no, I have to go and program it when my desire change. Exactly. No, now it's be programmed to. It's a, it's a, it's not even when your desire change. Imagine your anybody Imagine desires. If, exactly. Like okay, let's wide range. Let's live with you. We are Nigerians. Let's face it. You know how Nigerians are very spiritual about things. Mm -hmm. How would you talk about AI and spiritualism? For Nigerians. <laughs> no, 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 like, see, <laughs> AI is not, it's nothing new in Nigeria. Like, we've been living and we'll be using AI yeah. forever. Tell the pastor, tell the pastor he wanted an AI to be cooking for him, and here's his reply. Depending on the pastor. <laughs> Everybody has, but you know, you know how Nigerians are always spiritual about things. They, they made, for me, me I, I love technology. Like, if you take tech out of my life today, I, I think that's the end. There's something I believe one one should not live forever. Because there are some things that you would see, like an older person would see, it's not ethical enough for them. Exactly. It's, that's not, it's not ethical for them. The same way if you live for a while and then you see things that are coming around you, it may not seem like good enough for you or it may overwhelm you. So I think people like they don't and people want to remain relevant. So if you if you if you experiencing that change in technology gradually, but they don't want that shock, they don't want that shock in technology because they feel that they will be irrelevant. Now if it becomes a threat to his own ministry or his own livelihood, then definitely it would be it would be then he will have to put up change resistance as in yes, like probably I don't know why the 5G thing, I don't know what the threat was actually. But I, I, I feel like I'm waiting for 5G to, to land in Nigeria. So, like for example now, uh, let's not even look at me like, uh, as we are talking about spirituality like gen in general, imagine if it was a ritual for a particular tribe to pound the food that they offer to the gods they should pound it, and I know that there is this uh, machine pounder or something like that. Exactly. Uh, and no pounder. Yeah. Imagine if they say, okay, you have and to drive the app for like four yeah. days and everything. And now, as technology is going, as everybody is advancing, there will be a time where you cannot even see yam to even cut, and then except you plant it yourself. I mean, exactly. What you might actually see is just maybe the yam flour. You know? So, I say that the, the gods. I'm more mm -hmm. interested in the process or the finished products. <laughs> no, actually, no. They don't actually know the process. Yeah. No, I'm saying we don't know which one they prefer. I don't know. Maybe when you do it, if you face the around, you know what to do next time. Uh, and even now that we have moved, I'm starting to understand that uh, chemical processes in the air or the atmosphere what causes the seasons and uh, not if the gods are angry or not because <laughs> I don't know but I believe that no matter how the gods are happy in Nigeria it can't rain five days in a water <laughs> <laughs>
don't know how happy because how it's you. There's something he said about being relevant. I'm like, I think about this in every time in tech. AI can make a lot of people irrelevant. And honestly, every human wants to feel the that importance, like they are contributing at something they want to contribute, but then people that want to feel that they are relevant everywhere. If you're not relevant, then you will not be here, you leave this place. So AI is going to take away some people's relevance in So society. how do you tackle that now? Exactly. That's that no, actually that's no, that like I've, I've always been that that dilemma between man and machine, machine taking over man's life and everything. While there's a good part to that, there's also a very bad part to that. Now you're introducing machines to take away people's livelihood, then you're introducing chaos now. You're introducing chaos into the society now. If I, if, 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 if you go into a factory and a, a single robot can do a thousand people's jobs, then that's a problem. You're sending 1,000 people, families, probably breadwinners, yes. So I think there should be a kind of a balance uh, which where uh, legal frameworks could be modified and the rest where it should, there should be a balance between your technology and your workforce. I don't understand, how, I don't know how it will work but I know it has to do with some legal legality where you have to do some labor laws to adjust it. That even though either you train people to do some certain work better or you just have to allow that you just have to allow that uh, space for for people in order not to have a chaotic society or not to have redundant uh, always it to be redundancy actually because you have machines doing work and then human beings doing work but I don't know how but it has to there has to be a balance in order not to to have a chaotic society and break down it of law and order in the society. So it's always been it's something I've been thinking of, like man, machine, thing. It's, it's a dangerous thing. Um, about the issue, what I see or what I've seen so far is that in a world where machines are taking over some jobs, people are going to have to occupy some other jobs because you'd see that, okay, maybe before there were only 20 programmers needed in a place. They reached a particular level of complication that they might need 50 programmers and while you can see that jobs are leaving the more mundane tasks like driving and all you're going to need to train more people to take over these new technical positions that actually are yeah. taking over because you're, you're solving new position you're solving a problem creating other problems in other places yeah. so you have to have that's why i said you have to retrain either you train people and it depends yeah, on how like before maybe you needed three people to make a standard website and to work well but now with the advent of animations and cms and all of that you need 10 people to do the perfect job Wait, yeah there's, there's something actually talking right now you know when, when you said cms you know when, when you say ai people might just come to one robot one thing this one thing one thing but do you feel it's limited to just robots or I feel a CMS is actually like an AI? I could say mini. Software. Is it soft what, what are software? So it's generally like anything that is computer, I guess. No, no, the, 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 the goal of AI is for for us to have a system that be able to make decisions or actions in and be able to adapt in any environment. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. So adapt in any environment. The way CMS goes is that they are already pre-defined uh, for it to go. I don't know if you understand. If it meets a new environment or if you want something else, it's like you have to work with one and then maybe edit it too. I don't know if you understand. Or that. There is this uh, Microsoft AI that is to create websites and apps and everything. You all just have to do is just talk to the AI. I want a platform where um, people can talk to people in different countries, 
of the world yeah, that is through their phone numbers that, that or is. emails and everything. Yeah, yeah that's digital housing. You just talk to it again. Because one thing you understand as a, as a developer, it gets to a point where you've written code to almost everything. Yeah. You're logging and sign up with authentication. Yeah. You just yeah. come yeah. up yeah. I don't know if you understand. You yeah. almost written code for almost every part Part-up. of everything that you might want to do. So coding becomes, would I say, faster for you. Mm-hmm. Now imagine, imagine, um, imagine a, a an AI, or I'm actually lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually comfortable. But if I just remember what I was talking about, something like co-pilot, Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So imagine if you have a system like that now. Of course, there will be no need for the developers. You still need developers. Are you sure? You just put a comment what you want no, yeah, you see, you see that, that one, as as it, it comes out, of course, they're going to be fashion. Check five years. Zero point one. Zero point one. You understand? They are, even the languages that we are coding today, they, they are all stable versions of this PHP that everybody now is Very like. Very well. PHP, PHP. Nobody uses it, blah, blah, blah. That's why people even like prefer frameworks, because the normal spider code PHP have a lot of bugs. Slower streets, it is very slow. So, so I, I, I actually believe that uh, AI is going to really help us a lot. A lot. Because there are even parts of this world that we feel not even due to. Because the fact that either our energy cannot take us there, our abilities cannot take us there. Actually, that's one part where I like um, virtual reality. Okay. Um, what's the job of for AI. Yeah, you see, in Nigeria. In Nigeria. Uh, in Nigeria. <laughs> can't say. In Nigeria, I can't say. I would say, actually, I would say is actually shit. <laughs> data science, because for data science, you can. Uh, can deploy machine learning algorithms into apps, into yeah. websites, and all those parts. I don't know if you understand. But when it comes to like developing AI, of course, Nigeria just recently said building their own cars. Yeah. So when do we now want to start? So we're going to be creating um, like we were talking about unicorns earlier, right? Yeah. And then find that probably they want to automate or they want to add some AI into their own web apps and everything. So I think that's where you can find like yeah jobs coming for AI engineers and the rest. But other than that it's 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 a big question. If I'm trying to go into that field have to be looking at doing a work to get jobs. That's what it means. Yeah. Or remote jobs. That's harsh. But it's growing, that's the point. It's, it's, it's growing, yeah. So for now, you won't really see a lot of job ads for like an AI engineer. Or even now in Nigeria, when they even say AI engineer, it means that you can use machine learning mm-hmm. and deep learning. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand. It won't really go far. Maybe they just want an app that wants to use either computer vision, yeah. natural language processing. They, they want to just software engineering guys. <laughs> That's what they want. Yeah, they just want a data scientist that can code. Because yeah, yeah, there yeah. are some data scientists that they don't really, really yeah, write a lot of code. Yeah. I don't know if they understand. Really, so yeah. They want a sort of uh, developer that can work with machine learning algorithms, which is also like maybe like a hybrid data scientist. Yeah. <laughs> or even a, a data scientist because yeah, they, they, they are kind of like. I have a question. When you come, when you spoke about um, reaching the points that um, AI writes code and all of that, now think what's next for human beings in general? Number one, and what's next for developers if the computer is finally doing your job? 
Do you know? Do you know that there are more developers now than they were 50 years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. not the way it's going, like they're introducing um, new tech, coding to even kids way younger than when you even got introduced to. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think the world that is going to be 10 years, 20 years from now, everybody will be able to think of something and create it. There won't be software developers, but there will just be people that can create whatever they think of. I don't know if you understand. There will not be like this tech guys. Everybody will be a tech guy. I don't know if you understand. An artist that wants to make an illustration I don't know if you understand, but he wants his brush to appear a certain way. I don't know if you understand, you can't do it. That's his of capitalism. Because at some point, there's nothing to sell since it's so easy to make everything. Yeah, human need. It's individual. I was talking of something doing everyone's job. You cannot quantify it, there will always be supply and demand. No matter how you want it. The fact that, okay, I can think about this thing and do it. Somebody might want to have that thing that you are thinking of about and do Because maybe you cannot actually do it as good as you. I don't know if you understand. Yeah, but now what the computer is doing most of the the all is just to create. I'm just saying that it really like when you think of it, you're thinking of still that one percent that can get that idea, get that this. But what does it do for the majority of people? I said that's what yeah, that's the mess they're of trying capital. to move. They're trying to move ninety nine percent to the one percent. I don't know if you understand. That's impossible. So like, so, if 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 you will see uh, in the US, you can. Can be a, an art major and maybe takes a CS course. Yeah, course. Yeah, I don't know if you understand. Yeah, do even there are a lot of people that are in Silicon Valley that never go to to have a CS background or anything. Or even go to school and they just self study themselves and everything. Even kids that they even pick from Street. high school, yeah. they pick them and then they even go to Silicon Valley and they code their life. This guy that made Minecraft. Minecraft. You know Minecraft? Yeah. And it has to to Microsoft. And the guy was playing around. So, I, I see that they are pushing everybody towards computer science. So, we are going to have a world where everybody is going to be a scientist. It means that there are a lot of products that are going to come to the market. Yeah. And if you think back again, like, Probably, as we can say, you can think about it. If you if you if you if you revisit history and you see how computers were way back, big flat mainframes and everything, even in, in universities, that like, it's only when you have research that you could go and use big computers and everything. But now today, you have everybody doing stuff on their own computers and everything. So I think. The more people even enter the field, the more, the more, the more the, you would find that we'll have more openings and like more stuff that will come up. And so we can't, all this one we're seeing now is just limitations now. So once you have more people in it now, more fields are even opening up. Even in data science here and everything, you're seeing that the people are even going deeper and deeper now. See that, which year was it that was? There was, was one guy, an American, that was talking with who was, was involved in this, this program that they, were, they had two computers uh, talk to each other and then at the point that they started talk communicating in a language that nobody Yeah, I, I met someone that was in that team. Wow. Yeah. And they just had to continue the whole thing. Started communicating, they formed a whole new language that they were communicating and they don't know what they were talking about. They are talking about. So it gets bigger and I think we're just only scratching the surface. So I think more like it's, we're going to have more fields and more focus areas in the whole tech space. So I think as much as more people are coming into the tech space, I think it's also getting deeper and broader. Have you used any no code tool before? Sorry? And have you used any no coding tool before? 
like no code tools, like that's a code to create a website. Have you used any of them before? Yeah, just uh, basically for CMS, like WordPress or Joomla, stuff like that. So, just, like you were saying, yeah. and I was saying about relevance, mm -hmm. no code tools become no more developers. I actually like yeah. the even, fact even that even he's carrying AI and no, flag up like this. The fact that yeah, I'm like carrying AI flag doesn't mean that the same AI that I'm carrying won't put me out of business. Already, there are, there are softwares that automate machine learning algorithms. No need to, for you to start building your machine learning algorithms for classification. You just drag what you want on that learn, and then when it learns it, you click next, it goes. Provide inputs, you give another image, it tells you that this is not a what do you call it? A dog or what's that mm -hmm. classic auto ML. That's what I think what you call auto ML. So it's also affecting us. <laughs> I don't know if you understand. Yeah, it does affect everything. If you if you look at the trend now, even with the what's the name? The no no coding no coding tools. Look at go and check the stats for the website dev job then when before the 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 CMS was introduced and check it out now it's gone exponentially up the demand has gone up so it doesn't really stop okay even in the CMS you have plugins people make teams so you have openings for designers you have opening for even the you have WordPress developers those that develop the plugins themselves. So they give you so many varieties and everything, and then you still have people that still maintain it. You still have openings for quality assurance testers and everything. So, like we said, as you're solving one solution, you're opening more fields for problems to come around. So you always have that, always have that space. And like we said, people are looking for things that will make them better, faster, things to look more efficient. So you always have that research, you always have that research, you always have that maintenance field and you always have that the new the new fields that those research and probably those uh, technologies have, have opened eventually opened up or have opened up. So that means at the end of the day the more um, problems we solve, the more problems we create. Exactly. <laughs> as, as, as you look at it now, just as you said, as you look at it now and you see, okay, there is a world where AI is going to do everything. There are also going to be people that are still going to be working on the AI, AI maintaining the AI, and getting better AI. That's why you see the iRobots, the version, the, the, there was a version that they created, and then the version had errors, and then they packed up them into one place and brought out a new version. I don't even understand. Even though it was doing everything, this new version is doing a lot of things and even extra. So there's no limit to extra. <laughs> I don't even understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might want a robot that does everything. You does everything. But now you want the robot to be able to work on two hands. I don't know if there are human beings that just actually want a lot. Of they have weird, especially the software developers. They are weird people. People are just weird. So. Is <laughs> <laughs> everybody program when you actually want to program? Yeah. But problematic. Okay, okay, look at now that we are pushing everybody towards STEM. Of course, there are people that don't even know STEM, but they scary ones and go into schools and they shoot everybody. Imagine if those people now were inside STEM. The knowledge that an AI can have them a rope. <laughs> Or they can even have their school heating system and cause a fire. So you see that even the terrorists of the future must have made me dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still going to now need the anti-terrorists of the future. They are also going to be more advanced than they are now. And that's going to be the AIs. So yeah, that's just... Mm. So as we get more intelligent, our problems also get more hard. More hard. Yeah. Yeah. Software development, AI. I'm going to ask about drones. About? Drones. Tell me about drones. Drones. Um, yeah, so I think I can There are different kinds of drones. Yeah. Yeah. Drones. Yeah. Something you said that, that's very intelligent, that drones have something to do with it. So, like, he uses, like you said, AI just mimics the human. So, he mimics the human eye. Eyes, yeah. He's, so, he's able to. 
detect objects. So you can see coke and know that this is a coke object. Taking the information, please. Okay. It can look at objects and know what they are. You know how we are coding like doing system Java system in like keyboard scanner class collect I like how do you do it with Drew, yeah? Very well Wait, are you what yeah, is okay? Uh, 
found that do you believe in traction? What's your iPhone? Yes, pushing they out? look at traction too. That's what I was looking for. Once your product comes in now, yeah? once your product launches now, you start because they, they usually invest in something that has been. You have to start working for a while. So they look at your traction now. How how are you acquiring new clients or users or whatever you're selling? How is the trajectory going? How is the traction and how is the churn rate? Churn rate is usually how you lose customers, how fast you can do you lose customers. So they look at that, the traction. And if they find out that, okay, within the first two months, you already have 5,000 users, they'll be like, wow. And then probably you just lose like 200 users out of that 5,000. Give them a good signal. They say, okay, I can gamble and put my money into that. So usually they look at the product and the market fit. They look at that, the market, if it's not saturated and how good that is. And then they look at your team. How good is your team? How experienced is your team? And doing that, and then they look at your traction. Uh, somebody was talking about making a product here and then they could not. Uh, so why I was asking about why not product management? Yeah. To project management. Now, product management answers all the questions with all the concerns, all the problems that you had, where you identify from ideation of your idea, and then you move it to the product, to the market. Now, product management, tackles all of that. When you're talking to clients, to get user stories, either you, 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 you pitch your prototype, or you pitch your, what's the name, your, what, what, what are those, um, yeah, or your alpha version or anything that you want to, 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 to pitch to them or whatever you have. And then they give you adjustment, they adjust you and everything, and then you start to develop it up to marketing and up to execution to the end user. That's what product management now covers. It covers that whole range now. And then project management is good, but product management, it's more suited for for tech, it's more suited for tech. That's why I asked why not products <laughs> management you're going for. And so you have you have product management not actually being a tech thing, but you understand tech. You are working in that tech space. However, if you are good in the tech, you're a good coder. If you're a good developer, good developers eventually make the best product managers. Yes, because they understand things from both ends. Now, you know, in, where, where, where I work, our product manager is, is, is non-tech. He's just a designer. He has a good eye for design. So the times that we've spent two hours debating on things that, okay, you see from a technical point, point of view, and he is seeing it from a design. Yeah, for a design point of view, probably redundancy we're just going to do them. So, yeah, he's talking about a feature and then another feature that is basically the same thing, implementation on the back end. It's basically the same thing and then but he he's saying that we should have this this way and the rest. But then we keep on going back and forth. And then there was something we discussed two weeks ago and then he brought it up yesterday again. We had another hour of discussion and debunking and everything. So I'm sure he has not still forgotten that he just come down <laughs> and he will come back again with that. So you have good tech guy, uh, dev, devs becoming good product managers. So from the, and for product manager, you have to even have that touch with your clients because you're interfacing between your, your developer team, your team, your company, and then your end users. So that's the chain that follows from from the from the idea right down to the end user. I have a question. Yeah. I, that do you actually like you actually give a valid point on team. Mm -hmm. And aside a programmer, mm -hmm. projects man, product manager, right? Mm -hmm. Who else do you need on team? Like for we are starting on like one mad idea and you want to Tell this invest. You want this investor to believe you, because personally, I've tried, like I've tried different ideas, mm -hmm. and I don't know how to like you know like you said you have to tell them your cash flow. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do financial analysis. 
I don't know how cash will come in and go out. All I know what to do is to code. So Fine. what kind of thing do you think I should do? Fine. Now you could do two things now. Okay. Or maybe more. You could follow the there's a model that Mark Zuckerberg followed, right? He was he got trained, right? He went and got trained to become a C CEO. However, he got a CEO, chief operating officer, who was like the brain behind everything. He was more like a figurehead as a CEO, but then the CEO, CEO was running the whole thing, right? Yeah. Or you could just teach your by humble yourself. You, when you start, you assure, uh, assure investors that okay, when anybody comes in, I can step aside from being the CEO, uh, CEO let somebody lead the company, someone with more experience, right? Now, when you come together like a team, now you have a startup now, okay? You could either train yourself again, get training you have to be a, to run, know how to run a business, you know, like proper MBA curriculum or whatever. You could self-train yourself for anything. Get a CEO, and then depending on the product, on, the, on the, how you're, you're, you want to uh, you, you scale and then set up your team. You could have your C, uh, CEO or COO, maybe your CTO, right? And then you have your programmers, your team of programmers, right? Dev, devs. Huh? Then usually, usually the safest thing that young startups do is to get into an incubator or accelerator. Okay. What? Yeah. Incubator or accelerator? You've heard of Y Combinator? Yeah and all those stuff, stuff like that. So they incubate your idea, they give you training. They train you on how to start running like a startup. What CDOP does, yeah. Very good. They t teach you how to run a startup, how to manage your finances, how to pitch your ideas and everything. Communication skills, soft skills, and what have you. Um, then they give you advisors. They either give you advisors or you get advisors. Now, these advisors now are people that are experienced in the VC game. VC gaming is like gambling. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. It's a good and terrible. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a murky environment. That's why they call it gaming. So you get advisors, people that have advised startups or have run companies before. So they, they, are, the, they are the ones that will keep on, they, they look at your product and then they agree to come on, come in as advisors. Now these advisors, either you give them some stake in your company, right? Yeah, nothing goes for nothing. So you give them some stock in your company, or or eventually, or you or you put them on salary if you have the money. But they usually the advisors that don't come cheap. Advisors don't come cheap. Usually the really really experienced people. Some some of them like. Some of them are could be professors in, in some Ivy League universities, or or they have been experienced investor bankers, stuff like that. So advisors, you have different kinds of advisors. You have business advisors. You have technical advisors. Yeah, so you could have tech advisor for your dev team and everything. So you have that under your under uh, uh, an accelerator or incubator. You have advisors and then you have your own team. Now when you go into the, when your product comes up now, and then you go into uh, the gaming market now, usually what you want to do is to pitch a lot at the, at the same time to a lot of VCs. Because if you want to say you're going to pitch to this VC today, then you wait till like one week or two months later, you, these people meet a lot. They go to the same club, they go to the same coffee shop, and then once if somebody doesn't like your idea, so it, it goes it goes fast round like like nobody will listen to your pitch. So what you do is you try at one time when your product is hot, you just pitch to a whole lot of them. And then there's there's sometimes that you could get favor from one of them that a big VC he's not interested in investing in you but he can just hype your company. 
and if you hear that okay this product is coming out from this guy is hyping or probably interested in this then it will gain the attention of a lot of other VCs that don't want to come and gamble their money in you so it's a, it's a really dicey situation and dirty game like politics so what's the case of marketers what marketers yeah definitely Sorry? I was like waiting for you to get to that part of marketing. Yeah, the marketing usually sometimes the accelerator or the incubator. Yeah, yeah they, they do it, they, they, they push you through all that. And that's the job of like the CEO and the CEO, either you get an external marketer or you have you recruit your own little team that you do the whole marketing. But that accelerator, incubator accelerator usually push you through all those processes from from your idea right down to the market. So for a small scale tech startup or tech idea, yeah. CEO, CTO, it depends on, you, on how you want to do it. It depends if you want a CFO, CFO. that's chief financial officer. If you want a CEO, some people just have CEO, they don't have CEO at, the, at that point. Okay. Yeah, so, and usually people move from one, they do a lot of things. Startups don't have back-end and back and front-end teams. Everybody mm -hmm. switch. Yeah, you do. Today, if you want want guys doing marketing, we go get people doing marketing. So you, you're doing everything. So you have to be multi-skilled everywhere. <laughs> A lot of self-learning, hard nights, <laughs> long nights. That's that's so just that's that. a business person now. You no longer just in technology. Exactly. Exactly. I feel that's why they just on the video part. I thought they just develop their idea. They don't want to code again. Oh, okay. And you're tired. You think my teacher wants to code again? Yeah, we can be working for your ideas.
know yeah. much about. It's not like they don't know about. Like I'm yeah, like, ginger. If I didn't watch, if I didn't watch, um, if I didn't watch Silicon Valley, I would like I would not know what an incubator is. <laughs> Honestly, like when when we came, was asking like, who, who did we? I'm like, I think they want incubator, but let's wait and see what they say. So, guys, yeah. from I think I can die your question. I hope we'll see you around. So for when it comes to what you were talking about with your obstacle avoidance, with drones, they do it in two ways. Number one, drones. Yeah. Number one, there's the um, you have like um, what do you call this thing again? Yeah, sensors, uh, motion detector sensors. Yeah. So the way that will work now, like on a normal, on an average drone now, if it's coming close to ground level, sensing. No, no, I'm even talking about if you're flying and you're coming close to a tree, you have motion detectors on your drone that would note that as you're this close to the, there's something in front of you, so diverts. It also happens under the drone. So if you're coming down on somebody's head. To note that there's somebody on that do not land and the drone goes back. That's one. Then the other one you're talking about, which is the one with the cameras. The one with the cameras has less to do with the drone and more to do with just AI. So that's when it now comes to image processing, computer vision. And how that one works, I know you were asking a question about the code behind it. Yeah. The best I can tell you for the code behind it, because I haven't done it personally, but I'm exposed to people who have, is that um, when you're talking of natural language processing or image processing, uh, let's assume there are two ways now. Let's assume something is in black and white, like a receipt. It's going to have to process every pixel of that image and then process it in black and white. So, you know, pixels normally now, let's assume your screen is 720p. It's going to, it's going to process 720p. <laughs> across the screen individually and then give each of them a variable name. So pixel number one is going to be X, pixel number two, X two, all the pixels in that image, that's to process everything. If it's a black and white image, it processes it and then it classifies it zeros and ones. Zeros for black, ones for white. But if it's a colored image, you now have to start getting towards, you don't front end. So you know like color wheel when you're Designing for websites and stuff. RBG. It now has to put all the color code for each pixel, and then do that processing before it can now tell you what is there. Is there something I'm supposed to avoid in front of me? What exactly is it in my microphone? How do you know? Because you've processed each pixel and done um, pattern recognition. You feed it the information. It trains on all of that, and then it gives you the output. So, I don't know if that helps. I think it does. I'm actually nice. Thank you. Do you think like in CAP4? Because it's cycling. It says objects are... Things that they appear. Yeah, they appear. That's what it is. So, it captures the first image of this water person. At the same size, closer I come to water bottle, the larger picture gets. So I know that the larger I am, or the closer I am to an object, the larger the object is. So I'm getting close to this. Maybe before this was x times 2, now it's x times 1. So as the point is x times 1, you have to do something about that. What's your name, please? Joshua. What do you do? Um, I'm a drone pilot. Oh, I also, I'm also in tech life. I have a startup. I'm trying to get off the ground. You know, like, um, so how about you? How about you? Me? Yeah, my name. My name is Chris. What do you do? Web and data. Web and data. That's a, yeah. oh, this is an example of one of the image processing things that we're working on. So, oh yeah, welcome back, welcome back, guys. Like I said, it was very exciting. It was really, really informative. I learned a lot of things from these guys. Like 
man like it was like i've never started my career already all right so guys i hope you enjoy the podcast see you next week bye bye if you have any questions you can hit me up on instagram or send me a voice note on anchor bye for now